15 of November. We're back for another week. Even up. How are you doing? How are we doing? All good, all good. Yourselves? Yeah, tickety-boo. Yeah. Lovely. Always nice to um, see another week out, isn't it? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Certainly is that. It's a busy day today hunting dogs down, I did. Yeah, yeah, I saw the saga on Facebook. Oh, mate, yeah, four, four or five hours of uh, tracking him through forest, and then we finally got him. Uh, he was knackered, laid up under a tree, and then we lured him with hot dogs, and he was uh, rescued. So, yeah, back in the loving arms of me, mother and father-in-law now, so which is good news. Nah, brilliant. Good work. Good work. Good work. <laughs> good work. How are we doing? We've got rage on there. How are we doing, rage? How are we doing, race? How are you doing, race? I always feel gents. bad because I can see everyone saying hello, and then after about sort of the first five minutes, I just start getting into it, and I, I kind of just go, "Oh yeah, hi everyone that's just joined and stuff." So if you, if you want a hello, if you want a little private hello, best shout is to get in the first sort of minute or so. Just say hello, and then, <laughs> whilst, uh, Mike, then whilst Mike can still be asked. Then while, <laughs> I can, while I'm paying attention, <laughs> punctuality means everything, doesn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Well, we can't say that because Rage told us off that one week because we uh, <laughs> we were late. Been reprimanded by teacher again, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> so we are talking about teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work this week. Uh, team hierarchies, uh, roles, how it all works, uh, you know, from a solo's perspective as well. Obviously, if you're not necessarily with a team, how do you join a team? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll yes. We'll see where it goes. Always an option. Yeah. So, gents, do you want to talk about just briefly introduce yourselves? In how you operate, I say operate, you know, op- operate with a yeah. So I point at me. Hi Sip, hi Terry. That's it. No more hellos. Hi, That's hi, it. Hi, hi Les. I'm gonna say hi Reese. I'm gonna say hi Rage again. And I think for Reese, obviously Reese is asking no Paul today, so no. So obviously Paul, Paul will be sort of dipping in and out. I think for probably the next probably a couple of months i'd imagine obviously his his good lady is now 33 weeks pregnant and Wallop. so obviously it's uh yeah so i think obviously it's just some 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 of our sort of things that are a little bit more important unfortunately than uh than, than spending the time of us on friday but i know he's, he's going to be joining us next week so that's great that you know all four of us will be uh, getting the band back together properly after such a long time absolutely yeah, well so, missed, so, well missed. And, and apologies, obviously. So, so what I was just going to say, I think that you know, Lance, if you want to go first, I think. So I think probably you know the, the good the good opportunity we got on on this session is that you know Lance, obviously as we know, sort of heads up his team, you know, the Punishers. So I think you know from your perspective, you're probably in a good position to be talking about how you assign, you know, why you assign the different roles you do. And I think probably from from Mike. Mike's perspective is obviously is part of your team, so he can probably talk about how he then feeds off of you. Take you know, takes obviously the roles at the time. Like an integral, an integral. Then I suppose obviously from my perspective, you, you know, I run on a completely different team to you guys, but you know, certainly don't lead the team. We've got Smithy who does that for us, but hopefully I'll be able to just talk about some, you know how how we operate, you know, from from our particular team as well. So I think yeah, Lance, over to you, mate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, like team-wise, I mean, I've, I've certainly, I wouldn't claim to be a, an outstanding leader or such. I mean, I've, I guess I do a pretty good job. I don't think we've had too many massive failures in the events we've taken part in. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, team-wise, I mean, like for, for new guys coming into to our team um, for, for weekend events and stuff like that, I mean, if it's like, if they're very new to Millsim and things like that, and um, we sort of put them in as well. I'd sort of put them in a in a section as a as a rifleman as such, if you like, where they can just sort of fall in with the other guys who've got a bit more experience and uh, and sort of get to know the role within the team, uh, get to get used to the patrolling, how we work with patrols and your hand signals, bits and bobs like that. How like different patrol movements, you know, through through forest area, through pathways, tracks, and clearing areas and things like that. Um, and in, like assigning team positions. I mean, obviously, if someone really enjoys a role. Uh, within their team, he, he, a, a sniper for ex- or a medic, for example, uh, one of our team medics, who's a dedicated medic, Stuart, he, he really enjoys the role. So he's always our go-to medic for, for that very reason, because he enjoys it. Um, he's not forced to do anything like that. If he wants to mix it up and change out, he can. And and that's another thing with, with my guys, is that I, I really try not to pigeonhole everyone as just being, right, welcome along, you're our sniper, and that's all you're going to do from now on until you leave, is you're going to be a sniper. Um, obviously, predominantly, if they are a sniper, then they will be a sniper a majority, 99% of the time. But if they ever feel like, 
do you mind if I give us a go? Look, I've just got this new riff. It's an LMG, for example, or or just a standard M4 assault rifle. Could I have a go? Just cracking on being a rifleman for a, for a for a half day session or for a weekend? Absolutely fine. Yeah, and with with the roles, when it comes to Blue Four and sort of like the Milsom event, I think it does add an element of um, authenticity to it and realism. I think you can't just like all go right, come on, lads, let's go. Rawr! all bomb out and if there's gonna be some structure there i think and it obviously just adds a bit more realism to it if you've got like your it's like your one ic your two ic you've got your medic you've got your sniper you've got your lmg gunner you've got your couple of riflemen yeah i mean and everyone knows their positions and that and for communications between each other as well you know your numbering within your team and things like that you know where and when you are what you're supposed to be doing how you're supposed to be doing it and then the other guys can then bounce off of you with what taskings they've got within their little section so for example, LMG's laying cover there. He knows he's going to have a support gunner to his right or he's going to have a sniper off to his left, 50, 60 yards, something like that. And they're going to get used to that. Whereas if it's just like, oh, I'm going to, today, I'm, this morning, I'm going to be an LMG, then this afternoon, I'm going to be a sniper. And then he's going to change and he's going to be a sniper. And it's just like, whoa, hang on, let's come on, steady on. Keep it keep it structured as much as possible. If you want to change out, then you know we'll talk about it and, and we'll try and arrange something. But you can't just go hell for leather and just mix it up whenever you want to. Whenever you want to do something, just change it. There's, there's got to be that structure within a team. There has to be that sort of that fundamental structure for it to work. If you follow me, so that's where we sort of work. It's it's sort of a bit loosey goosey, but um, everyone does have their primary role within like the punishers, if you like. So, yeah. What's the difference? This is from Rage. What's the difference about being a medic in Milsim to being a rifleman? Do you have to carry different kit, or is it as simple as you're the only person who can medic people? Uh, well, is that, is that for me? I suppose. Uh, you might as well. Yeah, I've apparently gone blurry for some reason. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike's just decided to go off the yeah. grid. With, <laughs> they don't know me now. <laughs> anonymous. Um, so with medicking in in Milsim, I mean, obviously we've got with our. I, mean, I can't actually quite reach it actually, but we've actually got a dedicated medic pack. So it's inside that. It's got all the bells and whistles. You know, what I mean, it's got a trauma kit. You know, what I mean, it's got IV lines and bits and bobs I've picked up from different events and stuff like that, which is all kept within the kit. Again, it's more for the aesthetics of it, but sort of Stuart, who's our dedicated medic, we'll have a medic kit on him. He'll be clearly identified as the team medic. And it's sort of, again, it adds that bit of realism to it. Um, so he's obviously um, in many of, there's been many a quote in film, well, you're a rifleman first and you're a you're a signaler second or whatever whatever the quote may be. But so, you know, the medic is a rifleman, essentially. He will, he will be a rifleman. You know, it's very unlikely you're going to get an LMG gunner who's the team medic. Do you know what I mean? Because he's going to have a dedicated role of being a support gunner. So a, a rifleman will be a medic within the team. So Stuart is a rifleman, he's a very good rifleman, but he's also a wicked medic who's super fast, whip it quick at getting to people. How he does it and how he does it without getting hit is two different things entirely, but he's like mustard at being a medic. So yeah, yeah kudos to Stuart for that, for taking on the role because you are a bullet magnet. As soon as you start going for someone, um, you know, it's uh, it's the enemy's uh, prerogative to try and hit that medic out of the game because that really does mess your day up big time. If you're on a task in where your medic's now gone out the game and you have to think, right, do we carry on without a medic? Um, with no other medic in rule, like the one I see, he can't medic anyone in. It's purely the medic is the medic and that's it. And if he's out the game, you know, do you risk it and lose your whole section or do you go back, wait for him to respawn and then try again? You know, that's things you've got to consider. But yeah, um, obviously he's predominantly a rifleman, but he is also the dedicated medic for the team. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends somewhat on the roles mm. and the um, setup of the Milsim it's, itself, doesn't it? Because I mean, some yeah. Milsim are effectively skirmishes, maybe with a little bit more organisation. Um, some are really stringent. You know, you've got to do this. These are the rules. Mm. Um, so, I mean, you know, obviously, yeah. About a I mean, I've been to a couple of events where you, the one I see or the two I see of the section have been able to apply like your 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 your, your first field dressing, if you like. Um, so they can do the first initial hit. So, say Mike's been hit out, I'd, I'd be more than capable of putting the first dressing on him. He's now back in the game, and I think that it's the second hit. The, the actual team medic themselves have to uh, have to apply a dressing. To bring them back in, or, or something along those lines. Yeah, I mean, we've we've done events with um, stretchers as well, um, where mm. it's not just you know, it's not, it's not just you've got to apply a bandage. Um, there, there's sort of stretchers involved. Um, yeah, so it does depend on the role. But mm. uh, Les Les asks, how do you bring new members into the team? There's a there's a very select process. It's a very neat, uh, very niche. Uh process that goes uh goes along with that les no, <laughs> there isn't if you're uh 
for playing like obviously in our sort of Zulu one three sort of teams, if you like, um, you know, I predominantly you haven't got you know don't be a dick <laughs> is the main one. Um, be able to laugh at yourself and be able to have a laugh with others um, when you cock up. You know, don't take it too seriously. Um, along them lines, really, you know, there's a time and a place for seriousness, but it's not all the time. Do you know what I mean? It's not real. It's essentially toys at the weekend. So let's try and, you know, try and remember that and keep a level head. Um, and that's it. Yeah, it's just just been able to have a, just to enjoy it for what it is and not uh, and not go hell for leather and sort of... Um, <laughs> Sorry. Well, <laughs> just said they have to like your new pouch. <laughs> and they absolutely... And, 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 and with both hands, cup the pouch. Not that pouch. Oh. <laughs> Oh, the comms pouch. Like yes, they have to like the comms yeah. pouch as well, as well as the pouch. The comms pouch as well also has to be equally liked. <laughs> uh, I mean, to give you an idea, like who's the newest member? Marcus, probably. Marcus. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Marcus is yeah. yes. <laughs> Excellent team leader. Then who? Marcus. Marcus. I was just like, <laughs> no, yeah, but I, did you see what I did then? I didn't do an Australian accent. No, I know. Well done. And that's why it took me time to focus and go right, Marcus. Yep, yeah, right. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Marcus. I mean, the, the, we met Marcus at the Octo Eight, uh, the last Octo Eight Milsim, um, and we'll mm -hmm. come back to them in a second because they they actually joined us tonight on the chat. So, and they've got some good things about medics. But um, so Marcus, we we uh, we were having a barbecue. Marcus came over and just said hi, and that was it. Marcus is pretty much in the team. Yeah, it it wasn't like hi on Marcus from Australia. Let's have a barbie. It was it was we was already having the barbie, and then Marcus came yeah. over. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, um, yeah no, it's just you know from from that you know the next day we played a lot more with Marcus um, actually on the field. Um, there's no way of avoiding this. I can't make this sound less weird. But um, and then from that, you know, Marcus joined. The, the team WhatsApp and stuff, and we're already talking about going to the next game. I mean, COVID has, you know, made a massive stint to all of this as well. Oh, um, COVID has copped up yeah. so much shit this last year and the beginning of this year. You know, what a tosser. Yeah. But uh, just going back to the medics. So Octo8 has just jumped in and said, on the Octo8 games, you can medic others. If teams want to have dedicated medics, that's fine, but not compulsory for everybody. Uh, they also actually have a, a body part significance in out medic rules, so you can be wounded. So, for example, if you get shot in the arm, that's right, yeah, or you lose the arm, or you know, the arm is incapacitated. So that's, that's quite, it, yeah. Right. If you get shot in the face, then you're dead. That's it. <laughs> yeah, your proper pro proper shot that is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'm more hung up. I'm, I'm, I'm more hung up on Charlie Gaines's comment on Trojan. You cock up, you're going to wake. Wake up with a cock in your mouth and a finger up the arse. I, I is, is that like a subtle way to recruit people? You know, well, I I've, I've, always, I've, I've always wondered about that Trojan lot. You know, what I, I, mean? I bet there's, there's, there's some people that probably like that. So Trojan, just be careful how, yeah. how you go recruiting because you, you know you may be up for people that want that cock in their mouth and finger up the arse. <laughs> Lots of fingerless gloves with that lot. Yeah, absolutely. Be careful. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Um, mm. So in terms of in terms of like hierarchy, because um, I've seen some Milsim groups. Uh, there's, there's a particular one in America that I won't I won't mention their name, but they actually have ranks and medals and stuff like that that they award each other for um, bits and pieces. To clarify, the Punishers team is nothing like that. <laughs> no, no. Any any awards the... usually a sweetie or a, or, or a cup yeah. of tea or something when you get back. Well done. <laughs> Pat on the back. Have a tea. <laughs> um, but we do we do actually have. So when we, because we've got like how many? I don't know how many team leaders we actually have. Because obviously, well, we've got sort of in a in, a, in a in a in an ideal world, it'd be four because we've got four sections, haven't we? We've got sort of like four six man sections, so um, four ish loosely. It's usually a guaranteed two, haven't we? Two usually have two fire teams at least per per event. So yeah, in an ideal world, if the if the whole shebang were there, it'd be four sections, hmm. which is never going to happen. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh. I wish it would, but uh, it's just you know plans and you know people can't make certain dates. It's just one of them things. That's why it's good to have a set of a fair few guys because some people can make it to some events and some others, and you've always got a good uh, a good amount of people at um, each event we do, so which is cool. How about you, Mike? Have you um because obviously you've done some stuff with um, the Misfits. Yeah, so I suppose it's not too dissimilar. So I think I think for us, you know, there is. 
a, a group um, of, of players that I come under the name of, you know, being the misfits. Um, you, you know, it's, it's like anything, it's evolved over the years. People have come, people have gone, um, you know, but, but you've still got probably, you know, five or six, maybe seven sort of, of the, you know, the original guys. Uh, so I think, you know, that, you know, up, upcoming Milsim, similar to you guys, you know, who's going to the Milsim, how many people are coming on, on you know, what will normally be up for, um, which which misfits normally represent, and um, how many people is there? But I think that that's the starting block, you know, if there's, I think like Lance, Lance has mentioned, you know, four teams, you know, four teams of six or something like that. So, you know, if we normally we see around 20 to 25 uh, on, on each and every sort of Milsim. Um, again, just a bit of an understanding of who's coming along, you know, what what value they add, what, what the benefits of the individual so nine times out of ten you know we will put all of the the snipers together and um, we'll have a sniper team which is you know there for that, that long range terrorism and you know distant shooters and, and reconnaissance you know because hand in hand with you know a sniper will normally come a ghillie suit or a leaf suit or something so you know those guys will by by nature of them want to get stuck into those particular roles and um, i think like you guys you know we will sort of look at you know the the individuals you know the team of six has some got an lmg you know has someone got a mortar tag rounds for instance aeg and again just try and keep it balanced and um, i think we'll always have a qrf um you know we always have that, that qrf ready to go and back up the others yeah. um you know and, and i think you know what, what we also do you know so there's certain things and, and certain dedicated roles like that um equally with the hierarchy we're just assess who's coming um nine times out of ten the squad leaders will be assigned to i suppose i choose my words carefully you know but it's, it's probably more of the, the senior players that you will see on the misfits that, that go to every single milsim will probably be designated as you know the team leaders you know just to help help the guys along you know we'll often see quite a few newbies coming along as well so make sure they're butted up with you know someone that, that's done it before and, and that's, you can yeah, work with them. so that, you know, that's a really big thing having that little buddy system but then obviously equally we all would partake in you know the, the standard duties of you know staying back on fob and just you know making sure that we you know we, we're keeping an eye on our hvt or our, our captain um you know obviously at night stag stag rotation you know it, it's not you know we would like everyone to do it but I appreciate not everyone can do it and um, so you know stag you know who wants to go who's up now you know so some people will do do their rotation get their head down some people will go on a little bit longer etc so mm -hmm. you know it's it's not too dissimilar to what you do i, I think we, we we probably don't drill down as far as you know it's sort of like assigning one person one particular role um unless they want to of course mm -hmm. um but, but you know equal like i say for us it always just starts with that upfront planning of who's coming along who's got what so you know for the last couple of mill sims for the, to help the team out i've done a little bit of a crib sheet here's all of the names and actually what have they got have they got an aeg have they got a sniper have they got pyro if they have what is the pyro have we got mortarman etc and you know and, and then we can then say right well actually looking at our 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 crib sheet well actually it makes sense we take these six individuals put them together you know so again we just balance those teams across it so you know yeah not 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 too dissimilar to what you guys do i think in regards to answer one of the earlier questions about how how does the misfits take in in new members well i suppose one of the big things is that you know the misfits has always always been affiliated to a certain site down in kent um so therefore it's probably a little bit easier for those guys to to recruit um because they will keep an eye on you know all of the all of the players that are coming along on sundays um on the schedule talk to the devil as it there he is um <laughs> and then sort of by nature of you know the conversations will go on between some of the site organizers some of the you know the, the, the milsim organizers at that particular site and then start to say look you know would you be interested in coming to one of these 24 hour 48 48 hour 72 hour events you know you, you you come and skirmish you're you know you're a fair player um you get stuck in you contribute you play fair you play well you know would you be interested in taking it to that next level you know mm -hmm. and nine times out of ten they would probably be you know budded up to to the misfits just by because of of having the misfits profile of being at the skirmishes most sundays and um, so so you know that, that's how we would normally do and you normally find that some people will come come once absolutely love it you know and 
by nature they become affiliated you know and go from there um there you go mr goldsmith can you join sorry lee not for you mate <laughs> um you know it's um and it goes from there really and, and i was the same you know i i used to skirmish you know with with my mate and, and his life decisions you know and his, his life took a bit of a different sort of journey so it ended up just me going to skirmishing on sundays which i enjoyed and um, i was approached by said site owner to say you know would i be interested in, in trying one of these mill sims yeah t- too bloody right you know so i locked mm. up on my little old term you know and he said well look you know i'm going to buddy you up with these guys um which was sean lee mark etc um and then from them you know i a really enjoyed it b really enjoyed their company and you know and, and the things that they could you know i could learn from them and they could they teach me etc and, and it went from there really you know simple as that i think obviously how I think, as you guys know, that, that how me and Paul have become, you know, obviously in, in the last sort of six to 12 months is, you know, equally, you know, absolutely committed to the team that I roll with, you know, at that particular site. But I think, you know, sort of for, for 20, what was going to be 2020, but now probably 2021 is, you know, to just sort of, you know, get out to some other sites, you know, around around the southeast, around the south, you know, and, and you know, we sort of said that, you know, be more than happy, you know, if, if you, you're in the same position to buddy up with you guys, you know, away from the local site you guys seem to be trying to get around to different sites we have the ambition to do the same so it makes sense that if we're not at our home ground we all just you know buddy up together really that's so, it definitely yeah yeah it'll be good once we can do it when all this is a uh, blown over which would be good yeah it'd be nice mate wouldn't it it'd be how, nice um, mike how do you and your guys organize like different going to different events together like because I, I know obviously how the punishers do it and we, we can talk about that in a second i'm just interested how the misfits do it um and, and again i suppose i mean there's only been there hasn't been that many to be fair um but certainly that the guys got out um down to a couple of events it was sort of down and um, oh, I, I didn't actually get to it myself but you know again it's the same type of thing you know once you're sort of in in the team or you're you know an affiliated person or you know within the team then you know it all starts with some sort of whatsapp group some sort of facebook mm facebook messenger you know and he just start a conversation to say look you know we're not going to be going to the local site for this sunday and um, we're thinking about reaching out how about it who's up for it you know and again it's that whole numbers isn't it you then mm. start to look at dates etc and I've, i know i know obviously at the, at the start of 2020 again once again there was the ambition for everyone to start getting out to different places um but obviously with with the backdrop of covid it just fell flat on its ass and um, so i think it's going to take a bit of you know energy and, and gusto to start you know start that again once you know we see some sort of you know resumption in what's going on you know from from regular skirmishes etc well like you just said then mike as well about obviously going to different events and that and um as uh, mr fraser touched on earlier with the octo eight event um i think we went there i think it was seven of us i think it was seven of us and so hence why we got um um Mark was put in our team, so we had an eight-man uh, section, basically. Um, so, having said that, it was sort of a blessing in disguise, just not having a full team from my guys' point of view out, because obviously then we wouldn't have had Mark in our team, obviously to get to know him, and then obviously have him as a, as a new sort of a member sort of thing. So, you know, of every cloud and all that. Although we didn't have enough guys to have our own like punisher section, if you like, at the event, then Marcus there was rolling solo, so they dropped him in with us, got him with him like a house on fire, absolutely top bloke. And then sort of like flourish from there, really. So it's, um, you know, again, a, a great way to meet uh, potential new members at different events. You know, if you haven't got a full team going with you, if there's only a couple, two or three of you. Um, or again, if you're just going there solo to an event and you get put in with a section of uh, five or six guys that are all in the team, there's a good chance, you know, you get on well. You might you may well have found your team that you're going to join up with and, and play more events with. So, you know, it's um, it's always good to just um, to crack on with an event, even if you're going on your own, like Mike said. It's, um, you never know who you're going to meet, basically. So keep an open mind yeah definitely definitely and i think you know i think go on go on sorry mike i did an event in uh lid uh with legion and um i rocked up down there on my own i think tony i think they're actually two of the punishers team i wasn't like with you guys at the time i think they were at the same event i didn't actually see them um but i i was put into like a little group with a load of guys that played fairly regularly together we had a right blast because i was just like you know same level of humor just chatting to them just as long as you don't sort of squirrel yourself away in the corner and don't talk to anyone, you'll be fine. You know, mm. just work with them. They'll work with you. It's good fun. Uh, Rage has just said, do you think being in a team is essential to get into a mill sim? No, absolutely not. No, my first I mean, event, I went with two 
two of my good pals. You know, we we never even considered setting up an airsoft team, if you like. Then it was just our first event, uh, a 48-hour event. Three of us went along. It was our first ever meal sim, so we had tons and tons of gear on our backs we could barely walk with, as you do. Um, and it sort of went from there, really. You know, and uh, going with two of my best friends to my first ever event turned into making more great mates at future events and bringing them into the team sort of thing that, you know, that we met within the airsoft community. So, yeah, no, I, I, being in a team to go to your first event, not essential at all in my eyes. No. I think equally as well. I think, you know, we can probably say that, you know, we've, we've shared lots of the, the same mill sims, you know, in, in the last sort of two to three years. And, you know, for each of the mill sim you go to, there's always going to be, you know, the, the singular guys that are rocking up, you know, and, you know, and I think equally, you know, I'm sure Rage, if we said to you, you know, that here's an event coming up and you can be blue for or up for, what do you want to be? You, you probably know where your preferences, you know, and you will go with that preference to say that, you know, I really want to be. No, NATO blue for, um, you know, when you get there and you you, you know you, you you meet the guys and you play, you know, and you either say you know what you actually you know this 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 team this camaraderie and these guys is is you know for me, <laughs> or you might say you know what I want to just be a bit more balanced and say you know next time I'm going to try you know the other side as well, and I think that that's absolutely fine. I think you know I think anyone that goes to a Milsim whether you, you you're on a team or not, you welcome you welcome the backup, you welcome you know the new guys coming in, and you know you don't. You know, don't have to be you know, influenced or indoctrinated for who you end up staying with. You know, you're your own man, and you know you float between the teams if you want. You know, but um, you know, yeah, absolutely not. And, and you know, I think it's one of those things that you know. I know Rage has been a quite a few times. You said you want to get out to Mill Sims. You know, you're not part of a team, and you know, and, and ne never, never be swayed by that. You know, because you're in a, you're a very, very unique position that you know you're your own man. You know, and you, if, if you roll out on your own, brilliant. And um, you know, you've got the opportunity to go learn pick choose you know if, if that's what that's you want to do yeah, you, you or, try or, sort of thing. Yeah, or, or even you know just <laughs> like i say you know remain agnostic and you know you, you pick what you want to do every single meal sim whether you want to be blue for what for or you know something in between then, then brilliant so no no absolutely not absolutely not not to be fair i think mm. sometimes as well the whole thing of you know being part of a team sometimes you know does have its you know negative connotations attached to it you know it's a case of you know you, you feel very much you know committed obligated you know to your team um you know so if there's not you know and i've you know I've, and i said to you guys you know sort of you know rolling out with you guys at a different event i feel very very guilty and, and very naughty of doing that um but you know and i shouldn't you know but but equally you know i sort of you know i'm committed to you know the, the misfits lads so if it's going to be our home field then in the nicest possible way guys i'm, I'm back with them you know on on, on up for you guys are blue for but and i think that's a great thing isn't it you know, uh, yeah i mean you know and at the end of the day you know when all said and done you know when your egos have you know your egos are calmed down and you're back in the safe zone everyone's fucking mates you're all there for the common reason you know to, to to be adults you know dressed as you know pretend pretend sort of soldiers you know and and shaking hands having a cup of tea and, and whatnot isn't it and that's what it's about exactly that mate absolutely exactly that lee lee's just put in the chat my first ever game was with someone i never knew that well and now i've been playing eight years on with him i'm on misfits I see it starts, isn't it? Really, you know, you just you know, say you rock up, you know, you play with a bunch of lads, you engage, you talk, you align, I and mean, you think this is for me. So yeah, definitely, your, your Punisher patches are in the post, Lee. All right, mate, just let you know. <laughs> <laughs> not, to, um, not to put a dampener on it, but I, I would err on the side of caution that you can meet um, some interesting characters on Mill Sims. Um, you do get the odd person who might think themselves a bit more superior to everybody else. Um, and I've come across that a few times with a few teams. Um, so my brother and I, we kind of got into a mill sim uh, together. Uh, we'd been playing airsoft maybe for about three years before that. Um, and we rocked up to it was the APOC, one of the APOC ones, um, rocked up. Uh, Carlo was our team leader at the time. I think we were we were the British FA or whatever. Um, and it was great. You know, that's, that's sort of got me into mill sim. That's where I met Lance. Um, sort of budding friendship grew from there. Um, oh. Which was good. But yeah, I mean, I've again, I've been to events where um, my brother and I, again, we were the only two that we knew of each other. Um, and we were put into, uh, I think we we're meant to be a 12 man team. Uh, it turned out there were only actually eight because like four people didn't turn up. They didn't supplement our team in any way at all. And then we had to defend the entire um, like concrete fob at Longmore. Um, so we had like guys in all the Sangers, but I didn't have enough guys to go in the Sangers together. Um, 
because we mm. were there for like two or three hours and it was like midnight or something. So I was like, right, you need to switch on, switch off so somebody can get a bit of sleep while obviously have someone else is on watch. Um, and at the same time, we were having to open up the gate for um, the QRF vehicles to come in and out. Um, and one of the guy, one of the teams on the rotation of the QRF just got into an absolute shouting match with me because like, oh, why haven't you got enough guys opening the gate? You've got to open the gate. Come on, snap, snap, snap. I was like, don't start fucking snapping in my face. <laughs> oh, you just stirred the hornet's nest, mate. <laughs> yeah, like, blimey. And I was like, you know, we're all here to have a bit of fun. Like, yes, it's 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 an event. Um, long law, uh, Legion events, definitely. Legion events as a whole are, like, they, they aim for, like, the pinnacle of, of realism. It's trying to get as much, like... Um, involvement and like you know just trying to really replicate and simulate a, a real world experience as much as possible mm. um so i get that it was a bit heated and stuff like that but you know at the end of the day like don't I've lose your manners along with it though so eh? you, don't to, you don't have to start like losing it with me so mm. you can you can come across oddballs based yeah just be wary of the oddballs <laughs> there's so many more events that i've made so many friends during the event and that haven't been on our team like um you know, Wayne, um, actually, Wayne's just put a comment in there. I'll just read his out. So my daughter came to the last Kent event not knowing anyone out of our team, was made to feel so welcome by everyone from both sides. We gave her the role of RO and she held her own both days. She so done very well that weekend. Days. Yeah. So, I mean, at one point, I think it might be midnight, we were holding um, one of the uh, command points with Wayne, his daughter, a couple others and that. And we were all just sitting there. They were all absolutely shattered, just sharing sweets around. It was just great. It was just great mm. fun. So yeah, you meet, there are more nice people than there are bad people, but just be conscious that there are the occasional. They're there and in the shadows. And then, and then what you'll probably what you'll find though is is those you know the the, the the people that you know come with that wrong temperament probably won't come for the second time, you know, because nine times out of ten they turn up. You know, they they are who they are, and they don't enjoy it because of who are that you know they they are, and and. Normally they don't come again, you know, and I'm sure you guys have seen many, many faces that have turned up once and not come again, you know, and, and that's not particularly a bad thing there. I think just, just looking at one of one of Rage's um, comments there, you know, so in our experience, the lone guys don't get left behind with the rubbish. No, not at all. Um, no. well, well, like I say, you know, and, and I, I would probably say that, you know, I, I've probably more experience at one particular Milsim site as opposed to a plethora, but certainly at the site that we play, that you know, everyone wel welcomes a new addition, you know, and, and, and you know, you'll be invited into, you know, the chat, I would imagine, on, on as much as Blue 4 is Op 4, you know, we'd have those same type of conversations, you know, who are you, what you're bringing, you know, what, 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 what's your loadout, etc. And then, you know, you'll probably be buddied up with, with, with a group of, you know, to, to balance the group. And, you know, we would look at probably each individual as, you know, where do you add value? What's your, you know, what's your benefit, you know, because we want to roll with that. You know, you don't want someone, you know, you, well, I'm sure you guys wouldn't do the same, but you wouldn't have someone rocking up, you know, that paid their hard-earned money and given up their time um, to come to a site, you know, and, and treat them like a bag of poop, um, you know, because, you know the competitiveness of us all that we want to win and um, so therefore, Absolutely, mate. yeah i mean you know we we want you know we we want the best of you and you know in the nicest possible way if someone rocks up you know and you know five minutes and you're like oh, this is a really really good guy you know and you know they're, they're taking to everything that they should be you know and you're thinking you want them you know you want that person on your team you want them back um That's you know so, so so yeah, I, I can't say i've ever experienced anything like that and um, and you know i think anyone that that would treat another person like that um needs to freaking do one really don't they mm, that's it i mean look a bit more into rage's question there about um with the tasks and objectives at the end so if i'm running an event specifically from a nato point of view um at a site um then i'll organize it into uh into like a tasking if you like and there's usually like a four standard one so you'd have a uh, combat patrol uh, a mission tasking qrf and a base defense or a fob defense um so those four taskings, every single team. So if it's four teams um, on the blue four side, then they'll go. So they'll cycle those taskings. So you'll have like you'll have teams A, B, C, and D. So you'll have A be doing QRF, B will be doing that, la, 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 and they'll swap over. So there'll be two two to three hour rotations on each tasking. So if you're the new guy and you're in, and uh, for example, one lone sold, well, sort of one lone warrior come along for the NATO team and. I dropped him in with, say, I had five guys from my Punisher's team and we needed one more to make up the six-man team. I dropped him with them. 
you'd be doing QRF for two or three hours, you would be doing mission tasking, you would be doing base defense, and you would be doing combat patrol. So at some point, it might not be the first uh, mission tasking, but a couple of points over that weekend, you would have all done the same thing. So there's going to be no one saying, all I've done all weekend is QRF, all I've done is sit here in the fob um, on stag. That that never happens with me. If I'm running it, then everyone gets an equal cut of the pie and you all get to go out and you all get to go door kicking or whatever it is you want to be doing. You'll all get that opportunity to do it. There's none of this. These guys have been coming here for five years, so they're going to be doing all the all the bells and whistles, going out, doing all the great objectives and all that. It's like, no, everyone takes a turn at, you know, grinding the stone back at fob or being out combat patrol and stuff like that. So that's how, so, how I do it. Whether others do, I, just, I don't know. And then obviously, so, so Wayne's put in something that, you know, he's, he has come across where that's happened. So I suppose my question back to Wayne is, you know, you've, you've gone there, that's been your experience. Would you go and do that again? I'd imagine your answer is going to be no, not mm -hmm. at all. You feel like, you know, your money's been wasted, your time's been wasted, um, you know, so you're probably not, you know, you're, you're going to you know, not, not be interested in that team. You're going to go find someone else, aren't you? So, you know, for, for people that have obviously organised an event like that, then then more more fool them because, you, you know, once bitten twice shy, isn't it? Mm, mm. Absolutely, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. So interesting that, that Mark Smith has just joined uh, joined the stream. <gasps> Smithy, the arch nemesis. There you go. So, so Smith, Smithy, if you're in a, if you're in a capacity, um, you know that you want to jump in on the stream, then just let us know. Um, but but Smithy, let you know if you've got any insights into you know your perspective as leading the misfits and how you structure, you know, and how you designate roles, etc. And then then please contribute you know i'm sure you will do a better job um for the misfits than probably what i've done in the last half an hour divulge all your intel to me mark come on <laughs> definitely definitely <laughs> right, but yeah you, you know so so back 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 to the point that Wayne made you know if, if, if you rocked up to an event and that's how you've been treated then you know what more for them because you know you're going to go and enjoy some team a bit i'm not too sure if you are a, a, a punisher at all but you know it, it's it's their, you know, their their win, isn't it? Their gain. Um, yeah. So yeah, so you know, any, any teams or any sites to do that, then in the nicest possible way. Exactly. Fair, I think I think there is an element of if you've got if you've got a weekend that you want to run a certain way, um, i.e. to either progress the storyline or you know, you're not going to send a load of people out on night ops if they haven't got night vision, for example. You know, mm. because whilst you whilst you can get them doing certain things at night, there's no point having thirty odd people running around in the woods just tripping over and running into trees. Um, <laughs> as hilarious know, it uh, would be, though. <laughs> no, but yeah, but I think, I think there are. I think there is an element. Sometimes you have to kind of tailor your event a little bit to to what you want to progress. But I mean, for the most part, if you're going to an event and it's got like a good solid rotation where you're doing a variety of bits and pieces, then mm. you know. No, that's what like I said. That's what I try to do. Find, is give everyone a. Forward. but yeah i mean i'd be interested to know what what event wayne was talking about but you can tell me that separately Wayne. that's fine um, I, think it's, you know, I think like you say there there mike it's just a bit of courtesy and respect isn't it um you know i'll use you know sean good old sean glass as a great example you know absolutely during the day the man's a beast um you know fight fights hard fights hard you know during the day and he's never relentless. heard that in the same sentence um, before Equally, you know, his, his, his eyesight <laughs> shot to shit, you know, and he'd be the first one to say in the evening, guys, look, I'm, I'm not going to be able to support you here. You know, my eyes are terrible, you know, and I, I can't see where I'm bloody going and I'm just going to get frustrated. And, and everyone respects that because he fights, you know, so hard during the day and committed. And like I say, the respect amongst the team is, you know what, Sean, that, mate, fair play to you, mate. Absolutely fair play to you. Yeah, Rage is saying that... Um... I've done patrols at night without everyone having night vision in the real world. No, I get that. I get that. I think the, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with, with tailoring events and bits and pieces um, to, to things like that, but yeah. Uh, I mean, to be fair, up until September last year, was it last year? Yeah. I, I was patrolling at night without um, night vision, essentially. I mean, obviously I'm a thermal prior to that, but, I mean, look, like we've said before, as soon as, soon as you get um, low-lying fog or mist with the thermal, I mean, you'll still pick up a heat source. You won't be able to navigate with it. So essentially, you're still blind then. 
and you, the yeah, disorientation it causes. I'm trying not to slag off a particular event, but there is one particular company that I know of that do do this, and I don't want to upset them. Um, but I, I have been to some of their events, and they do tailor it a little bit to certain groups to do certain taskings and stuff. Um, so that that's where I'm just coming from on that. I'm not saying it's right yeah. or wrong. The boys, the, toy, the boys with the toys want to go out at night time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, I'll, I'll get that. But I mean, it should, I don't think it should just be pigeonholed to you're not going because you ain't got that. Yeah. You know, if you want to crack at the whip and go go without it, then, you know, if it's a clear night and the moon's shining, there's no reason why you can't go cutting about about night vision. We've no, done it for, with the youth, we've managed it for the last six years. <laughs> I've been to an event, um, there were six of us in the team and literally we were hand on each other's shoulder trying to progress forward and someone at the front was just flashing a torch every once in a while to try and guide us because it was that dark. So, you know, it's it's not that you don't But do, it works. It, it takes longer, but it works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I just want to jump back to Leslie's question earlier. He says, "As a team, do you plan your own weekends away to practice drills?" In in my mind, I do. Lots. <laughs> I think there's there's been many a message in our WhatsApp group about guys. How about this? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm well up for that. And it's just like, Bong. I have to admit, I would I would <laughs> like to do not necessarily drills. Um, I'll be honest with you. It's a That's where I'm at with it. I've got to be honest as well. Drills, but I would like to practice tactics and strategy a little bit more. So, you know, we've got fairly good at doing extended lines. Um, I think now that most of our team know what that is. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, extended line, that. you know, reactions to effective enemy fire. You know, I mean, you're, you're, you're pepper potting, as I've known it for, or, or bounding, if you've got. Alpha Charlie Fire teams covering each other, cover and move, cover and move. Bits and bobs like that, yeah. Um, but like you said, with drills, I, I don't know, Christ, everyone should be able to change the magazine, shouldn't they? I mean, if you're not using your rifle, change to your pistol. Has it got to be super, super, duper quick and life-threatening? I don't think so. But then, again, each to their own. If people want to practice drills, then fucking fill your boots. Crack on. I mean, I'm I certainly won't hold it against you. I'm not but, um, reloading my gun very quickly. Um, anyway. <laughs> Yeah. When we go to the drill days and it's like changing, I'll just take, yeah, like I said, I'll just take the two four nine. Well, I don't have to change. Look at this. <laughs> I think I think the only thing that's um, you know I'd, I'd build on that is you know spent probably over the last eighteen months a lot more time getting getting to a site to test all of your kit before you go out on an event. I think that's a real big one. That's you know, massive. That's different. You know, yeah, totally different. That is. Yeah. You know, you know, so many times you see someone rock up to a mill sim, you know, they unload the kit, they get started, pull the trigger and, oh, my gun's broke. And you're like, oh, fuck me. Did you not Did you not try it? Did you not test it? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and equally, you, you know, I think like what, what me and Paul have been doing with the night kit is just testing everything works, you know, getting out, testing it, does it work, you know. And I think, you know, how we, we both changed certain bits on our rigs you know the optimizing piece and um, i think you're right in you know we've, we've spoken you know as a team about drills and that and it's just not really the appetite to be honest with you and you know you know what it's like you know people have lives busy lives you know for for the most of it and trying to get people together you know mm. for, for something like that it's just incredibly tough as well isn't it and like i say you know are you going to see a lot of value and add you know that you're going to be able to replicate on an event next week you know it's it's that's it, Mark. I mean, Mike, sorry, Mike. It'd be, would you rather try and set a weekend up to go and practice drills or set a weekend up to go to an event and practice your drills whilst at the event when it's, you know, when you're actually going to get some proper time firing and, and countering fire and things like that? So, you know, using your events as training um, and remembering and learning from it is a, is, a, is a big part of it for us. I think, you know, I certainly learn things all the time when I go to events and I come back and I think, oh, fuck that up a bit, didn't I? <laughs> oh, that was really good, for example. <laughs> I really liked, um, again, um, this isn't meant to be an advert for OXO. I know they're on the chat, um, but I really liked the last um, OXO event we did because because it was kind of split into two days. It wasn't like a full rollover into the next day. We had the opportunity to go back um, to like a little um, campsite, basically. We had like a barbecue and bits and pieces like that. Um, but I could tweak a few little bits that I, I bought new and then was like halfway through that, oh, that's not really working there. I want to I want to change that up. Whereas sometimes with the 48-hour events where we're in woods, you know, you don't have that opportunity because, you know, you don't have as much stuff. Yeah, you obviously haven't got a car there that you can just dump stuff off if you don't like it. 
Mm. Um, sometimes you haven't got the time either, you, you know, yeah. for the little time you get back days, at the fob. Skirmish days as well are good for that, um, for testing kit and bits and pieces. You know, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a personal fan of skirmish days. I find them a little bit like herding cats. Um, but they are good fun if you've got a group of people you want to go to. I think we did one for my birthday a little while ago. Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah. So that's quite good. But mm. yeah, I mean, Les, Les has jumped back in and says, um, I must say as a team, we have and it works. I, I don't doubt that it works for some people. Um, it's, it's just my personal opinion. I, I just I would prefer to practice like tactics and stuff so that when we go, um, you know, you, you as a team, you're strategizing. We want to attack that target. How are we going to do it? Well, let's do this maneuver. And then everyone yeah, exactly, knows yeah. what they're doing rather than like, oh, so it's like the crab. You know, we're just going to pincer them, the type of thing. It's it's something a little bit more tactical and sort of team. That's it, yeah, I mean, for me, from my point of view, as long as everyone's quite au fait with their um, with their patrolling order, um, and like I said, the reactions to effective enemy fire, what to do if you start taking rounds, um, and be able to get into them positions, switch out. And if you're in one big patrol, but you can switch into your fire teams quickly, start getting rounds down, start moving, start pushing forward, forward all the time. Then that's yeah, for me, that's you know, that's all you can expect to do, really. And personal drills, weapon changes, things like that. Again, that's personal preference. I, I certainly don't do it. Um, I'd, I'd like to think that sort of after sort of five, six years, you've got a method. Whether it's the right method, I mean, Christ, is there a right method with airsoft to change from your your main to your secondary? I don't know. They're, I'm sure there probably is in the real world, but um, I'd like to think that I can drop my rifle to my side and draw my pistol in a sort of a, in a reasonable amount of time. That's not going to kill my me. My pistol fell off the last time I did that. Um, like, literally put it in properly. I literally went down to grab it, and it just pinged straight off my hip. Um, so there is <laughs> there is a correct way, and that was not it. <laughs> <laughs> um, tactics. So Rage File says tactics is important to practice, but drills not so much unless you do it a lot and often. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um. One of the questions coming from Octo8, uh, what are your thoughts on teams doing recce's on an AO before a game? Do you think it's a good idea or do you prefer to go in fresh just using Intel maps, etc., as you would in real life? I love maps and Intel. I, you know, I like to get boots on the ground and be like, oh, fuck, where do we go? This, this thing now. And it, it, it switches you on more. I wouldn't, if I could get a tour, a guided tour of a site prior to a game, then that's sort of going to take the fun out of it for me. If, you, if I got to see a, an awesome looking village or something they've constructed, some massive fob, that you wouldn't know was there until you got there and actually started the event. You'd think like and it, it adds that element of excitement that to the to a game. I I, I certainly wouldn't like to um, get a tour of a of a an object of an objective before before a game start. No, I think as well. I mean, I, I love the recce side of it. You know, mm. think about some of the events we've been to. You know, and the objective is you know that a, a two three man team has to go out and do some recce. Um, that's brilliant. You know, I remember one event myself and a guy called Ben. We went out for recce. You know, and we went out at eight in the morning and we didn't come back till one o'clock and hadn't shot a single person. Um, but you know, it was really good because you know it was about just being stealthy, evading, getting close to gathering. In, you know, intelligence, intel, feeding it back. You know, and, and that's that was. It. And that's a massive part of the game, right? Yeah, isn't it? No, absolutely. You, you know, and, and yes, it was a site we was familiar with, but equally, it was you know, you know, we know we'd play different areas, different zones, fobs move, you know. So, so now I'm I'm very much in a believer. Let's get stuck in, um, you know, and 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 recce it as part of the game, and and you know the obviously the pitfalls of being caught when you're trying to do some recce. Exactly, and again, that can take a massive element out of the game if you do get a a tour prior. Then it's sort of like going to almost makes recce redundant, unless you're looking for for, for movements of, of of vehicles or, or team movements on of the opposing team. And yeah, that's, that's going to take a huge element out of the game for you. I think it's useful having a map. So from because uh, I I know there's a slight organisation and logistic point of view here. It is useful having a map with proper detailed markers around the outside mm. of the site boundaries, so that when you get to something, it's very visual of ah. Fuck, I'm outside the site boundary now. Um, so a prime example of this is a very quick story, but Ground Zero, one of the NAE events, um, I was teamed up with like three or four other people. We'd all never been there before. Two of them were Polish, uh, didn't speak a lot of English. And the four of us thought, right, we're going to go on a big, long patrol right around the outside. And we ended up accidentally rolling into someone's garden um, <laughs> way outside the area of operations, like because there's no tape. It's such a big site down there. There's no tape like around the outside. And we, we just kept on going. We were like, no, well, this is fine. We don't know 100% where we are on this map, but we'll just keep going. 
And we That's literally right. just went through this little garden gate into someone's garden. Like, we're definitely in the wrong place here. Um, <laughs> so having a, having a map with proper markers on that you can identify stuff visually is quite helpful. Mm, um, yeah, but definitely. I agree with you guys. Like, it's nice when you actually get to somewhere. You're like, oh, shit, this is, this is cool. You know, you, and this is, like I've said, and, and I've harped on about it on a few episodes now, where I'd love to be able to take part in an event where you literally get dumped at a grid reference or at a location. And and you and you plow on from there, and you, it obviously it require a huge game zone. You know, I mean, you're, you're talking like NAE or you know Ashdown Forest or somewhere up north, up the Highlands of Scotland, or something like that. Somewhere that's got the massive land mass that you could host the event at. But yeah, something like that where you're literally dropped. There's your group reference. This is where you're gonna, which is where your teams are all gonna link up, and then you're gonna sort of fan out from there. Just a bit of get get some of your map and compass skills sort of going, um, and sort of bedding you in nicely. That'd be so. I'd love to do that. That'd be awesome. I'm just going to I'm just going to use this as a quick opportunity that if anybody watching this video knows anyone at Ground Zero that wants to run a Milsim, please for the love of God get in touch because I would love to do a Milsim there. They've done so much work with like various areas. There's a whole proper prison with like a little back door out of one of the jail cells and stuff like that. Um, there's there's just so much grounds there to do a really really good Milsim, and I'd love to do it. So if there is going to be one, please let me know. Yeah, like <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, mate. I was just re trying to read up the comments there. Ground think... where is Ground Zero? Uh, it's down in near Pool. Uh, near Pool, you sort yeah, of go down, through the forest, it's like New Forest Way. Oh, okay, it's about hmm. probably 20 minutes, half hour from Southampton, I think. Oh, right, okay. But I mean, I've, I've so the Ground Zero events. Um, again, this isn't an advertisement for them, but I've been there and they've had about fifteen hundred players, and I've spent about God an hour know. seeing six people. Like, because you big areas all spread out and stuff like that. It's like there's great opportunities to properly, you know, negotiate the site and weave through. You've got loads of different terrains from uh, pine tree ferns type areas. You've got uh, lower valleys that are really dense vegetation. Um, there's some wetland area and bits and pieces like that. Yeah, that um, sounds awesome. Whole, uh, like breeze block um, fort at the top of the hill. This the, the other the topography of the site is very up and down as well, which gives you really good strategic points and places. And like recon rolls there would be amazing because you're mm. actually properly reconning. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I've got goosebumps talking about it. I would love to do a oh, little Mike. Oh, Especially the vehicle we all as well, because they've got a scope there for like proper resupplies with um like quad bikes or something like that, bringing stuff in. <laughs> well, maybe chinooks. Yeah. <laughs> I can make a cardboard one just come running through the woods. And, and that's what you know. I think obviously everyone talks about obviously Sterling being you know a fantastic museum organizer. It's just a real shame that Sterling don't really have many sites down in the south southeast isn't it the most you know all quite a considerable drive or, or way up north but uh, mm. you know it's going to be a difficult one to try and get good numbers you know from us to, to, to go up there so so yeah sterling you know if you want to try and speak to the guys you know down at paul and, and use their site then i'm sure you might get a bit of a different demographic and wanting to come along yes sounds good to me make it so definitely, definitely, definitely imagine if the military being involved in milsims um yeah, there was a Legion event where, and um, that was at Long War, <laughs> where um, some troops yeah. basically started strolling through Marines. Uh, the area of operations and just got lit up because obviously they're all in camouflage gear. And I'm pretty certain that Op 4 just went, well, there's Op, there's Blue 4. And they just shot them. Like none of them were wearing eye pro or anything like that. They're literally yeah. just out for a stroll and they just got lit up by a load of BBs. So um, Lit up a whole section of Marines walking through the village. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I was just about to get my head caved in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh dear. Uh, Octo's just said, thanks for your input. We discourage teams from having a walk around before the Star Text and encourage them to work from Intel and do recane intelligence gathering in game, but it's not a rule. It should be a rule. Yeah, you know, I think you look at some of the comments that reacted, you know, to, to the question from Octo. That, you know, I think everyone loves a bit of recce. Um, it's fun and it's exciting, and and you know, ultimately, it's a real, a real, you know, strategic part of of, of any event. So yeah, absolutely welcome it. So you know, hopefully, if if March twenty seventh and twenty eighth does happen, and um, you know, please happen because we all want to get out and, and, and do some bits. You know, please Come put Recky in Recky in the events because you know I, I really look forward to, to doing that. Mm. See what 
you know what would work well as well um, with that is if you had a board at like your uh, your, your base zone or whatever that you can actually feed your intel back onto so mm. i mean for example you go right well we counted eight buildings and we've got a rough layout and you could like dry white uh, drive whiteboard or whatever the the, the buildings on there because yeah. i know the um at apoc in the stockade there are a number of diagrams and bits and pieces that people have drawn on the walls because it's really useful to actually have like a proper little schematic of a visual sort of thing yeah. and it's good for briefing as well Exactly. Otherwise, a recce, for all intents and purposes, is the person who went out, came back and went, yeah, I know that's there. Unless you feed that back and properly debrief it to the team. Sorry, yeah. Terry. Pippingford Park next to Ashdown Forest. Is that MOD? Is that where the bunker is? Terry, if you can let me know. <laughs> as in, and I mean bunker, as I mean like the eight, the eight floors bunker, which is like for all sorts of mischievous things that might land on our country one day. Actually, I think it's been decommissioned now and sold, but there was a nuke bunker out there. Big brown tourist information sign that says secret nuclear bunker this way. <laughs> <laughs> Not so secret, is it? Pippinford Park. That does sound familiar, I must admit. But I know there is a there is a bunker which has got masses of land on it up towards Ashdown. Uh, just while I was waiting for Terry, I thought I'd just put something other comments up. Wayne okay. said that event I did, we had a map at the FOB, but we changed with what was found out as we went along. So that's that's useful. Again, I mean, um, so some events you can actually mark positions of where the enemy are. Yeah, Cobra. Enemy FOBs and bits and pieces like that. That's quite helpful. I'll have to private message Terry after this, I think. Have a little chat with him. <laughs> Definitely. Cobra is, is very easy that's, to get to. I'd be up for that. Yeah, so. that's, that's uh, about 20 minutes from me. Nice. <laughs> Because, so if we, um, oh, exciting! <laughs> go on, go on, Mike. That and the color schemes. Say that again, Mike. What about like color schemes with teams? Do you think um, it's useful to have like a proper team, or do you think like following a theme so they all look vaguely the same? Or I mean, it uh, obviously it will depend on the event. Um, because yeah. there might be loads of rules, but. I think it'd be. I think it'd be quite difficult to have a, a, a color as such. I mean, obviously, you have your team brand, your patches, or um, your insignia, or whatever it is you want to call it. Um, but like a dedicated sort of, whether it be like a camo pattern. I mean, when we first started out, we was always loving the um, the woodland DPM. I mean, it's still today. It's still probably one of the best woodland camouflages you could probably get in my eyes. I think it's fantastic bit of kit. Um, Obviously, some events you can't wear it because it's obviously a lot darker than what MTP is now. So you get the clash of uh, Op Four, maybe possibly, and things like that. So, but um, <clears throat> I think it'd be difficult for a team to have like a, a dedicated, maybe a, a base color, perhaps like a black T-shirt or something. But I mean, I think you'd struggle yeah, to. By that, I'm referring to other. You see them on Facebook, like people put their team pictures up, and it genuinely looks like they've just copied the same person. Across, the like they're all wearing exactly the same. Like, do you think it's oh. good to have a little bit of uniqueness, or whether everyone should be striving to look the same? I'm, nah, I don't think it's essential that everyone's exactly the same. At the end of the day, as long as you've got the same color trousers and the same color top, and as what's required of the event. So, if we all have to wear MTP, as long as my guys have got an MTP top and jacket, uh, top and jacket, top and bottoms on. If they were, if they're using an OD green rig. Or, or whatever i'll probably be a bit thing if it was a black black rig but certainly od green or or a desert tan rig or an mtp rig then yeah all day long it's fine but i'd, I'd expect him to have the base the base colors of the the trousers mtp and the top mtp or if we're in a pmc role solid colors of your black t-shirt or, or solid tan trousers or something like that you know but um personal kit a plate carrier to me is your personal kit so you 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 dress that up as in what you want to do with it basically yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? You know, like you say your base colours. I think you know, at least Lee Goldsmith, High Towers, the Sun. Obviously, depending on the event, will always drive what you're wearing from a, a base colour. And um, but you know, what what you bring with you, you know, I like say is personal and and it's it's unique and individual, isn't it? You know, mm. and and that's the key thing. You know, if you have twenty people turning up dressed exactly the same with all of the same kit, then you know. You're going to get the same result, aren't you? I suppose there's something about you know the definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over and getting the same results, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, this is a question that's just coming on my phone. Actually, I don't know why they've messaged me on my phone. Um, but what do you think about mag compatibility? 
I guess that means like everyone's everyone's able to use and chuck like magazines at each other, so that everyone's using similar. I guess a similar platform or, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I know. Obviously, TM's got to be a TM mag. There's no getting around that. Um, well, I mean, with a lot of other brands, I'm sure. You know, like for example, an M4, a standard M4 mag would fit in in a, in a multiple of platforms. I'm guessing it may not. I mean, I know my bolt's very finicky with what mags work in it, so. Um, I don't know. Again, it's 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 personal preference. Do you know what I mean? You know, I don't have a TM. I have a Bolt. You know, Mike's got a TM. You know, you've got a new problem. You know, it's it's there's three different brands there altogether. So I'm, I would certainly, from a from a me having the Punishers team, I certainly wouldn't say, right, I've got a Bolt. All of you have to go and get Bolts now. That's nah. I don't think it's essential. You know, I think you just got to oh. be very careful with your mag when you're using, when you're firing, and if you are. Um, if you do run low, make sure you're in a position to either get resupplied from your fob or be pretty quick on bombing up. <laughs> yeah, and I say I think it's one of those that you would top man, Terry. You would sort of cause, you know, I think the idea is a really good one that you know, if if we've all got compatible mags, then one person comes out with fifty mags to to you know to you know supply the line is is a really really good idea. But I think you know it, it's probably not that practical just based on people's preference of, of the riffs that they want to use and own um and equally i think you know because nine times out of ten mil sims do have ammo limits you know of, of five six hundred you know which normally exactly you yeah you've, you've got lows mids you, you know filling up a low cap mid cap doesn't take long at all does it you know and if you're if you're running a, mid, you know, a high cap then you know you've got one magazine and you know someone can bring another magazine one of your own magazines along so i suppose there is like i say there is benefit to it but i just think you know you're going to just struggle to find you know a team that would want to run the exact same piece of kit that uses the exact same magazine but it's, it's, a, it's a good notion nonetheless cool i could see it for reenactment perhaps so we're all having the same yeah. sort of on that side of thing but with, yeah does re does reenactment fall into the mill sim i don't know do, do you know what i mean you know maybe some reenactment teams out there that do use airsoft rifles for it that do mill sim and just happen to all have like the cult commando or the armor like 177s or something like that and they're all exactly the same you know you don't you know could be i would definitely see the advantage like you know if you're holding a position and you, you're just oh yeah it, it wouldn't matter at all then like, especially like the vietnam the night fights of the vietnam event we've done i mean that would have been well handy because I've never seen so much ammo shot in one two and a half hour onslaught as I did on that event. It, it was awesome, don't get me wrong. But I mean, I think our M60 gunner, Dell Fraser, I think he fired, was it 60,000 tracer rounds? Like that, yeah. I think, yeah, he actually he actually fired his M60 to pieces. By the end of the weekend, he said, oh, I had bolts, washers missing out of that from where it was up in that tower, just rattled to bits. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> How much for you to do it again? <laughs> I, uh, I, I take it there was no uh, ammo limit at that event then. Not when we was back at the fob. I think when we was out on the ground there was, but when you're back at your fob, and just so happened that our fob was a was the firebase, and it was just like, oh, this is Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Lee said, always handy if your gun can be compatible, but it's not a big deal. Yeah. Nah, exactly. Another thing that was the same event. I nearly had my head taken off by a mortar round, courtesy of my. Uh, Number two, Daniel wants to try to find more <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> That's never a good thing. <laughs> All right, gents. Uh, probably call it a day. We're getting, getting there. Yeah. Do, um, we, do we know what yeah. we're doing next week? I think we do know what we're doing uh, next we week. Do. Um, I don't have it to hand. I, I was kind of hoping <laughs> no one was going to ask. Oh. Um, because I can't find it very quickly. Hang on, I will find it. Um, just a bit of an update, though, everybody, which is um, I've been talking to a number of suppliers about patches. Um, we have four designs that we're going to be releasing, um, potentially some of those in PVC and embroidered and a mix of bits and pieces like that. Um, yep, Les has literally just asked, any news on patches? That's, yep. Um, so is that sarcasm? <laughs> Uh, so we're basically just uh, sort of organising the last few bits and pieces like that. We we'll try and get it as cheap as possible because we're not doing this to make money. Um, it would be nice if we could cover the cost of the streaming software, um, but that's about it. So you know, we're, we're, and if we do make any extra money, then um, we'll probably spend that money on prizes to the give pub, back to or you prizes. Guys. 
Yeah, yeah. Can only speak for myself, but we're not in this to profit, are we? You know, it's no. you know, it's it's sharing the knowledge, learning from each other, engaging with the audience, and hopefully it's all reciprocal, isn't it? So yeah, there's no, like I say, there's no no profiteering. Just obviously to you know wash any sort of operating costs own own face, really, isn't it? That's it. Exactly that for the pure enjoyment of it, ladies and gentlemen. Once, once they're out, I'll let everyone know. Well, um, we are going to get some samples, bits and pieces, so. Uh, I'll probably put them out like Facebook and Instagram and stuff so that people can see what they're buying before they buy them. Um, because that's always a win. Um, so yeah, other than that, I don't think anybody else got any other news. Anything we want to discuss quickly? No, I've got a long me long titanium spork turned up today, so I don't get bean knuckles anymore. Nice and long. Bean knuckles is a very different connotation in my mind when you first like, said it. See, my my normal spork's about there, so when I <laughs> don't start. So this isn't a ball bag, this is a ration pack. All right, so I dip in. And then they'll end up with bean, and they'll end up on the knuckles. But now, is this the first time you've had a long-handled spoon? Is it show? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of storing it just up there like that. Then, <laughs> or going all <laughs> Roman and just having it up the middle like that. Mate, if you, if you <laughs> put it on the side lance; it doubles up as a boom mic. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of protecting the nose from sniper <laughs> shots. <laughs> Uh, lastly, Les says thanks again for his Christmas present. So. Glad you enjoyed it, mate. You're welcome. Uh, just said, "Can you do a patch with uh, without the foes as living in Leicestershire? People might think I support Leicestershire City." <laughs> Leicestershire City. Um, <laughs> there are patches without no foe written on them. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to like ruin ruin the surprise because um, we've spent a bit of time coming up with brands and bits and pieces like that. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a right, no rage, right? You just have to suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll buy rage a little bit of like orange yeah. tape. Just so don't wear them out in public. <laughs> rage has also said, you know, you can cut the ration packs down, right? So you don't have to use a long handle spoon. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, rage. They also have them without the fox on as well. So there's a variety of stuff. So yes, yes, yes. Anyway, right. Thanks for watching. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Good night, guys. Thanks for joining. Clear. I'll find it quick enough. No, that's Load it. Loadouts. There'll be some branding coming out and media stuff on Facebook and stuff that will tell you what we're watching, what we're talking about next week. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's loadouts. I'll make sure I put it out. It's actually here, so I, I, I can know it off the top of it. No, it's not loadouts. Actually, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, right, on, you guys chat between yourselves while I find it. What should we talk about? Terry's just said racing spoon. Racing spoon. What does he mean by racing spoon? Is, is it like where you put an egg in it and then run up and down, you know, the hundred oh, meters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching at best. Pea uh, grenade. So. Pea grenade race. Pop the pin. Yeah. Just in there. <laughs> Just thinking it might be good for obviously a bit of a boot lever to get your boot off if it's stuck. Yeah, it's also doubles as a shoehorn. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear, 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 dear. So, um, so Lance, you mentioned you've got some some new bits from Mission Tailors, or you put a brief in at all? I like frozen. We're back again. Yeah, it could be. I've got, I've got two of these, so I might even have a as a cheeky giveaway one of these. You know. Brilliant. So, so what is it we're doing, Mike, next week? Next week we are doing pyro mortars and tag rounds. Wow, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Doing all the fun stuff. stuff. Doing boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Yes, uh, yes, 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 of course we are. That's good. That's a really good one. And Paul's back next week as well, isn't he? Um, which is good because he is a, a mortar man, so that's good. Sweet. He's a mortarman. It's Paul Mortarman. <laughs> right cool on that note we'll see you all later cheers. good night all Thanks, take guys. care cheers James. have a great week thanks for joining